Welcome back to this week's episode of Fit Friends Happy Hour. I'm Renan Dyke, dietitian, trainer, and host Katie. At the time of this recording, it is February, which is American Heart Month, a time where people focus on cardiovascular health. So I thought it would be appropriate to do an episode focused all about self-love. Now, it's probably not the self-love that you're thinking. We're going to talk about how to do this, even if you hate your body. My hope for you is that you walk away from today's episode feeling encouraged and empowered on your body image journey, regardless of the current size you're in. And if you're new here, welcome. Our mission is to empower women to overcome their need to measure success by the numbers and start owning their strength and confidence from within. What that means to you is we help women with a history of disordered eating and exercise obsession find fierce food freedom and body confidence. We do this through heart-centered, evidence-based, one-on-one and group nutrition counseling that utilizes the fundamental principles of intuitive eating and mindful movement. We also deliver free educational content via social media, our weekly newsletter, and of course, the Fit Friends Happy Hour podcast, which is also now on YouTube. If you want weekly non-diet inspiration, recipes, and more, go to katiehake.com forward slash newsletter. Welcome to Fit Friends Happy Hour, the podcast where we help you redefine the word fit so you can stop quantifying and start living. I'm your non-diet dietitian, personal trainer, and host, Katie. Join me each week for solo episodes and expert interviews where self-care meets science. Whether you're a group fitness, front row diva, or just starting out on your wellness journey, whether you choose oat milk or full fat in your latte, all foods, all backgrounds, and all bodies are welcome here as you embark on your non-diet journey. Why does self-love even matter when you're practicing intuitive eating? I like to think of intuitive eating where self-love and self-care meets the science. We don't have to love our current body in order to take care of it, to respect it. And along that journey, we might even foster a better relationship with ourselves, with our body, mind, body, spirit. So the two ideas, the two thoughts, beliefs, the habits, the behaviors, they really go hand in hand. Think of today's episode as a little checklist for your week. And I want you to pick one or two to maybe write down or focus on or hold on to or take action. If you want to go a step further, I invite you to join our free challenge. Go to katiehake.com forward slash love. The link will put in the show notes as well and underneath um, if you're watching on YouTube. And I will send you a full month of activities, think like a bingo style card to work through as you practice this habit because we have to make habits stacking new habits. We have to make it fun. Otherwise, you know, it's not fun. And if it's not fun, what's the point? I also want to call out that I am sharing these tips with thin privilege. That just means that by virtue of some characteristic of your body, in this case, being below a certain size, I have greater access to resources and I also face less discrimination in society as a whole than people without this characteristic. People in larger bodies, people who are plus sizes, they face consistent systemic oppression, not just body shaming like we're thinking about, body shaming by a few, you know, unhappy, angry people on the internet. But there is an entire unhappy culture that makes it difficult 
or even impossible for these people to find clothes, to find spaces that fit, to find healthcare that is both effective and non-discriminatory, equal access to employment, and all of these other basic human rights that we all deserve just as human beings. The term thin privilege is meant to highlight this systemic disparity and to call out the fact that dignity and respect and equitable treatment shouldn't be privileges reserved for smaller body folks at all. They should be universal rights that are available to everyone, no matter their size. So just keep that in mind. I always think it's important to call those things out because I have not lived, you know, yes, I've had times in my life where my body is bigger than it is now. It's been small. Like I've experienced weight cycling to an extent, but not to the extent as many of my clients that I've worked with. I know listeners of the show. And so it's important to recognize that I do not have that lived experience, which is so important and we should be aware of. First habit to adopt is quit comparing. I personally have had experience comparing. I think we all have, whether it's in jobs, whether it's, you know, different seasons of life, whether it's bodies, you know, in the gym, in your friend group and your family members. The truth is there's always going to be someone who's quote unquote better. And I use that word better as they're going to have more money. They're going to have, you know, better clothes. They're going to have a quote unquote better body, right? There's always going to be someone who's better for lack of better terms. And the definition of comparison is the quality of being similar or equivalent. So it's, it's, we're looking at someone, we're looking at something, we're trying to find something that we have in common. We're trying to find same and be on the same level. But when we take a step back to remember that we are all so unique, we realize that comparing is silly because there are so many nuances and factors in your life that are different from someone else's. This other person may or may not have kids. They may or may not have had student debt, or maybe you have had to attend to personal matters. You've had illness. You've had family illnesses, right? There's so many things that matter to your experience that we shouldn't even compare because our walks of life, our, you know, experiences that we've gone through are just so different and so unique to you. The second habit to adopt is this idea that the best way to lose is the opinions of others. Not everyone is going to understand a non-diet approach or even want to understand it. So you have to have the discipline to set boundaries to not let the opinions of others get to you because people are going to have, have opinions regardless of what you're doing. But when it comes to the specific journey, like we're talking weight loss, lose that weight of what others are going to think, think or say. Ditching perfection, embracing failure. If I never let myself fail, there, you know, fill in the blank. All these things would not have happened. And this is so key when it comes to practicing intuitive eating and developing that self-compassion. I had a client recently who thought, you know, gosh, Katie, I just feel like I feel like I'm, I'm wasting your time. I don't want to waste your time because I haven't put the time aside to, you know, watch your, your video, video modules and spend a lot of time practicing. And I just feel like a failure. And we had a really great conversation about how, you know, this, if this isn't a diet, you can't fail. And the more that we can practice embracing imperfection 
in all aspects of life, the food piece included, it's going to just put us in a place that is more self-compassionate. We're able to learn from our experiences and therefore we're not stuck in the muck. We get, we get to take steps, baby steps forward because we're just embracing it. We're, we're rolling with the punches and we're not letting it hold us back. We're seeing what we can learn from it and then we're moving on. Stop equating your weight to your worth. Seriously, please work on this. If you are feeling stuck, you are so much more than a body. You are valuable because you are you, not because of your body. We just had a deep conversation about this in our small group nutrition coaching uh, program. And just this big discussion about, well, if we're not focusing on weight loss, then what are we focusing on? And that's often a very hard question to answer because there's many reasons, but society makes us believe like, especially in January, you know, you should be focusing on improving yourself, improving your health, you know, working on your diet. And it's like, if you're not working on that, then what does that mean? Does that mean you're lazy? Does that mean you don't care? Right. There's all these assumptions and baggage that kind of comes with, well, if you're not focusing on weight loss, then what else? But that belief that my weight is my weight and my worth are equivalent. That is so ingrained in like this fear of weight loss and this fear of letting go. And if we dig deeper, right, there's probably the reason you want to lose weight. It's yeah, maybe there's health tied to it, but there also may be something deeper that just hasn't come to the surface yet. Habit number five is letting go of the bad makes more room for the good. It's okay to respectfully and quietly let go of relationships or people that are toxic or that are no longer serving you. The sixth habit to adopt is feel the fear and do it anyways. This kind of goes back to my previous point about just embracing that failure and embracing that mindset. I had a client who was very nervous to travel for work. You know, she kind of has been starting this journey. She's been exploring new foods and you know, expanding her horizons a little bit, but she even had these like safe foods, you know, these less safe, but safe food. And it was awesome because she was very uncomfortable, was very aware of that discomfort, but she, you know, used that to push through and just push yourself outside of her comfort zone and try new food. And at the end of that, she felt so empowered and so eager for the next opportunity to try something new or go on a new adventure or, you know, explore a new city that she was in because she wasn't letting the fear of not staying in the right amount of calories or staying in these, this quote unquote box of perfect eating or healthy eating. It just took a weight off her shoulders that allowed her to just be more present and enjoy life because that's what it's all about. Which leads to my seventh habit to adopt, which is trust your intuition. And we're not just talking about food. Yes, absolutely food. That is, you know, the root word, intuition, intuitive eating. But trusting your intuition around your body, trusting your internal wisdom. You know, if you're sick, it's something that doesn't feel right. Like, speak up about, it. reach out, advocate for yourself because you are the expert at your own body. And the more you can tap into that with food, but with other bodily cues and just your life, you know, your, your gut, it's going to... That then itself is a form of self-care. Habit number eight is to maintain your integrity and know your values. By doing this, this actually allows us to trust our intuition. 
I see this sometimes in clients that it comes out in food, but really it's deeper than, you know, we, we talk about what's important to them with food and we start with food, you know, quality of food is important to me that it's locally sourced. Maybe, you know, it's important that I get more fiber because uh, heart health runs in my, you know, uh, cardiovascular disease runs in my family. And I really want to keep, you know, my risk down for that. So we start kind of surface level, but it's really deeper than that. And what we find with a lot of clients is that they don't know their values. They don't know what they stand for. And when we start with food, it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But wait, I don't even know what is even important to me at the root of me as a human. And oh my gosh, when you can tap into that, it it sounds so silly and surfacey, but it makes making your decisions around food and fitness in your body so much easier. My second to last habit for you to adopt is to put yourself first. I know you've heard this before, but we always need the reminder that it is not selfish. It is the actual opposite. I know for me personally, as a new mom, this is, this is a lot to work through in my head of recognizing that no, there are times where I can't put myself first and, you know, it's okay for me to ask for this hour alone or whatever it is to go do whatever I need to do because that refills my cup, which then allows me to be a better mom, a better clinician, a better, you know, employee, sister, friend, all those different things. And then my last habit for you to adopt is just don't take yourself too seriously. Don't take life too seriously because at the end of the day, it's just food. It's just food. It's just movement. Yes, they're important, but they're not everything. And if you can keep that lightness in your day, in your life, it's going to take you so much further. Again, I invite you to pick one to two of these. Share with me in the DMs. If you want some accountability, I'm happy to support you in that. But I want you to really just think about prioritizing you today, this week, this month. Join our free challenge if you want the extra layer, you want some more ideas, because there is no start and stop on this journey or getting back on track. I'm going to record another episode coming up in in the next few weeks about getting back on track and what does that even mean and really unpacking that. But you, my friend, are in it for the long haul. So buckle up. Let's go. I'm so proud of you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fit Friends Happy Hour. If you liked this episode, don't forget to share it with a friend. You can subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Fit Friends Happy Hour. Talk to you next time.